This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 22, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. TSA's body scanners cost us liberty. They demand blind adherence to government in the name of security. And the security gains are small. The imposition is quite large. David Ritgers, legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. The first thing we have to keep in mind with body scanners is that it is not clear that they're going to do everything that the government is saying that they're going to do. Uh, In the wake of the Christmas Day 2009 attempted bombing uh, perpetrated by Farouk Abdulmutallab, the GAO conducted a review of the technology and in March 2010 released a report saying it's not clear that it would have found his bombs. The body scanners are very good when it comes to high-density items. Uh, but not very good when it comes to low-density items. Uh, So if you want to take a wild stab at what his bomb was made of, uh, low-density items uh, uh, and any kind of liquid powder or gel inside a thin plastic container will not stand out uh, like the images of guns on the stock uh, photos that we've seen uh, of this technology. There is a marginal gain if you're talking about non-metallic high-density objects. So if it's a synthetic carbon knife, then that would be a significant gain. But the hijacking threat is really not what these are directed at. Uh, They're not advertised so much as a hijacking uh, prevention uh, technology, but as a uh, liquid explosive detection technology. And it's not clear that those would be detected? No, it is not clear. And in the GAO report, they said it's not clear that this would have found, even if Abdul Muttalib had gone through the security checkpoint that this would have succeeded in finding that. Uh, we also have to, even if we just, we, we waive that argument and stipulated that they found all of the low density uh, materials involved in explosives, uh, the same organization that supported Abdul Muttalib's attempted uh, bombing on the Christmas Day run, uh, they've already found another technology that gets around this, another technique, and that is to hide explosives inside a body cavity. And they've actually used this, uh, a uh, would-be uh, al-Qaeda in the, in the Arabian Peninsula, the organization that sponsored Abdul Muttalib, a would-be assassin from that organization tried to kill the senior uh, Saudi counterterrorism official, and uh, and he had a bomb secreted in a place where only a proctologist would find it. Uh, hidden inside the body that does not do damage uh, with the amount of explosives that he had to anyone else, uh, not fatal damage anyway to anyone else, but the carrier of the explosives. Uh, But if an enterprising terrorist is willing to secret uh, a certain amount of explosives uh, in a body cavity and then go to the bathroom while they're in flight, remove it and put against the hull of the aircraft, that's a different story. So, it, you know, in terms of like military history parallels, the choice to impose these scanners is the equivalent of the French knowing having a copy of German Blitzkrieg war plans to go around the Maginot line and then deciding to build it anyway. We know that it can be sidestepped, uh, but why are we going to commit and spend all of this money to do it anyway? And like a lot of uh, security measures, uh, I think a lot of people just sort of assume that terrorists or other people that want to uh, do us harm aren't actually going to be actively thinking about ways around uh, the piece of technology in question. Well, and it's clear that we are you know, facing an adaptive foe that's going to look for the weak points in security. And returning to that March GAO report, they said it's not clear. The GAO said it's not clear that this technology would provide the the promised benefit. But two other areas where we should look at 
revising TSA procedures is uh, number one, in the screening of personnel that are cleared to the backside of aviation security. And number two, uh, cargo uh, packages that are bundled and put on passenger aircraft. Well, what is the latest scare? Toner cartridges that have been put into parcel services and then bundled and, and found their way in a pallet uh, on passenger aviation flights. This risk was identified uh, eight months ago, and yet right now we're jumping through hoops to address that while we've committed to spending you know, well in excess of a billion dollars to put this scanner technology uh, really in, in what I see as a, a measure of security theater. Uh, and really, this is this is symptomatic of much of our counterterrorism spending. Uh, we're spending money on something that's very visible, but maybe not the the avenue of attack that the people that we're you know we're trying to protect against uh, can can get the biggest bang for their buck, so to speak. There's an obvious loss of liberty here, but it seems that people are given essentially two disagreeable options when flying if they're going to opt out of this scanner technology. Yes. And, uh, and anecdotally, all of the, uh, the reports on the internet seem to you know, in- enforce the image that this is a punitive regime, that if you opt out of the body scanner, then you will receive an unwanted, uh, let's be honest, a sexual assault level of pat-down uh, when you go through the, uh, through the magnetometer uh, and then get an additional pat down afterwards, and and I think that uh, that to uh, to let the uh, the impetus to spend this money become the prime mover for what we do at aviation security checkpoints uh, is is really a tragedy, and we shouldn't we shouldn't let uh, the commitment to spend money on this technology be the driving force for uh, what level of of uh, you know privacy that we have at a checkpoint. Uh, especially in an instance, as I've said, where it's not clear that these machines, the body scanner machines, are going to uh, detect the things that we say they're going to detect. And when we look at the cost, the cost is not just a one-time purchase. Uh, the uh, you know not just the 300 million in stimulus money and the other uh, ramped-up uh, appropriations within. Uh, Homeland Security funding, but these sustaining costs, uh, we're actually going to we're going to match and and exceed by a bit that three hundred million dollar commitment annually because uh, the screeners uh, the, you need additional screeners to run the machines. So we're going to have to expand the TSA uh, workforce uh, by a little over ten percent. Uh, add five thousand screeners. Uh, to the TSA screening workforce, uh, and this comes at a time when the uh, uh, the bipartisan debt commission is saying we're going to have to have cuts across the board, across the whole of government. Uh, we're going to have to reduce, uh, you know, ballpark about 2,000 uh, FBI special agent positions. So at the same time that the people who are talking about fiscal restraint and fiscal sanity are saying we're going to have to cut a couple thousand FBI special agent positions just to support this expanded. Uh, unproven technology, we're going to add 5,000 people who, uh, for all intents and purposes, are adding only hassle at the airport. And that's taking the front seat in the fact that we're going to shed people who actually go out and catch terrorists. That's a misplaced set of priorities. David Ritgers is a legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.